Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show, live from Walk-Ons, Sports Bistro in Conway on 106.7 Buzz 2. Bears looking to double pass here. Kylan James with time, has an opportunity downfield, caught. Gerard Barnes is off to the races. 20, 10, 5. The Bears are the best in America at the running back pass for touchdowns. Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acri will recap previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Returnable from the 17. Richmond across the 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone. For the second time this year. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. And also brought to you in part by HD Roofing and Construction, Highland Dairy, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Moik's RV, and Fairfield Inn and Suites. They're going to bring some pressure, it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears, do off the right side. And there he goes. Hale of midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips a tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon, and yes, touchdown, Central Arkansas, Darius Hale. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acree. Putting receiver set to the right side of the field. They're going to give it to Shadari Powell, bust it outside, down the right sideline, and he is gone. Goodbye, Shindari Powell, all the way to the end zone. That'll be a 63-yard burst. He went up the gut, bumped it outside, and off to the race as he goes. Too easy, too fast. All right, welcome back into Walk-Ons this week for the Nathan Brown Show. Great to be with you with the coach and the Bears coming off a uh, cruise of a victory, 70-2 to over Texas College. And we are happy to be with you, Coach, under these circumstances. Good to get win number one. Good to get home win number one. Perfect on the stripe so far this year. And I'm going to guess that if you guys keep it that way, you guys are going to have a pretty successful season. What do you think? Yeah. Well, first of all, win number one is always nice. I yes. Don't, I don't care what the circumstances are or who you're playing. Uh, to, for uh, you only you only get so many opportunities in the fall, uh, like like all football teams. So you cherish every win and and uh, just proud of our guys the way they played and performed on Saturday night and. I, mean, I know we'll talk about it more, but but a lot of guys got opportunities to play for their first time, and and uh, you know it was it was what we needed to do. You know we we went into that game knowing we were we uh, we were playing an undermatched team, an undermanned team, and 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 the circumstances you know allowed us to uh, to take control early and get a lot of guys some action. So hopefully uh, hopefully able to. Uh, get out of it unscathed with any injuries or anything big and get ready for the next one because we've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, ties the most points ever scored by Central Arkansas in the Division One era, uh, going back to the Bacone College game in 2012 and Houston Baptist 2014, yep. 70 points apiece there. Uh, and I'm guessing, I didn't go back and look at it, but I'm guessing this is about as large a margin of victories we've had in the Division One era. I don't think we had a – do we have a 70-0 to zero in any of those? I, I don't I, think so. I don't remember. I was a part of both of those games, but I, I don't remember what the final <laughs> score was. But I, I do remember I do remember both of those games. I've, I've, I tend to remember a lot of those games that uh, that you run out like that. But uh, but just ha- just happy with the guys, way the guys performed. It was a good night. Yeah, well, the thing I liked about your team, and I know we talked about it during the broadcast, Coach, was that you guys came out focused. And, and again, I mean, on paper you guys were – you know, were too much on for them, and you know you outmatched them. And uh, but I like the way your guys focused and played 
I thought really sharp football and on point football. Even after you guys took a lead, your guys seem yeah. focused, and then you get the young guys in who yeah. are hungry and are, are really excited yeah. about their opportunity. And obviously, you're going to get a great effort out of them, and you did. Well, and it started with the week of practice we had. I thought we had a really, really solid week of practice last week. We went, uh, we went a lot of good versus good, one versus ones, twos versus twos. We, you, you don't typically do that as much as we did last week during the season. So um, I thought that was important going into a game like that. That we stayed sharp. We did a lot of fastball in practice, and and I thought our guys came out and they performed that way. I mean, really. Um, really, in in the in the in the first half when we were we had every opportunity to score and stop them, we did it right. I mean, we had I don't know how many possessions, but we scored on every possession, uh, and we were able to stop them on every possession as well. And I think I think that was important. I think for ourselves. I mean, look, we could have gone out there and had a couple turnovers and played sloppy and uh, you know not looked the part. But but look, a good team needs to look the part against an inferior opponent. And we were able to do that on Saturday night. Uh, Chandler Karn, coach, it would be the equivalent of me showing up to a radio show and never speaking. I mean, he didn't have to, he didn't even have to get out on the field one time. Which, as a coach, you love to see. Have you been a part of a game where your punter never appeared once? I don't remember I, I, that. I don't remember. I'm sure I have, um, but I don't re- recall a game that way. And it's funny you say that because I probably uh, went w- walked by him. You know, probably half a dozen times on Saturday, and just kind of smiled at him. Uh, but Chandler knows he—I'm—I'm hey, I'm, I'm his biggest fan, but I'm also his his biggest fan of him not being on the field. And, right, and that—that—that that, that means we're having a good night on offense. Well, he did not hurt his average, that's for sure. The big three got in the act. We're going to actually talk to uh, Darius Hale coming up a little bit. He's here tonight as part of the show. We're also going to talk to Jake Golday, your leading tackler uh, on the season so far. And the thing about it is, as much as this was a uh, a blowout victory. It was not really a stat padding no. game because most of your guys only played a couple of possessions. You're right, and 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 you know you look at the box score and you think, oh man, seventy, you know, you scored seventy points, you held a team to no touchdowns, uh, you think it's going to going to be this unreal, you know, stat line for a lot of these guys. Well, you know, it was it was you know we got our work in and we got out, and then and then you know fortunately for us we've got enough depth to where you know our second team guys, our third team guys, and even some four four guys in some spots we played ninety guys on Saturday. Yeah. That's that's I don't. I don't. I know I've never been a part of a game that's played 90 guys, um, but they they play clean football, and and that's that's encouraging with our depth, with our development, with how we practice, uh, how we're teaching those young guys. They went in, they executed, um, they played at a high level. Um, we gave up a little bit of yards there late, you know, defensively, and uh, you know we had some breakdowns on offense here or there in the third and fourth quarter, but for the most part, they played clean football. Yeah, Shaderick Powell got in the end zone. Miles Butler got a touchdown. Kylan James, we talked about Darius Hale, who's going to join us in a little bit. Tyon Berry with a touchdown catch. Isaiah Broadway, who is what an exciting yeah. young back he is, yeah. Coach. Your young guys are, are very impressive. Um, and then I don't know, and then Travell Anderson got in before the end of the game. But I don't know that I saw a bigger cheer than I did for LaJoey yeah, Jones, Coach. Cool. So tell me LaJoey's story and, and why everybody was so excited about seeing him get in the end zone. Well, there was two moments uh, on Saturday that just gives me joy as a coach, and one of them was LaJoey scoring his first touchdown, his first touch as a Bear. Um, he's just a selfless young man. As a matter of fact, he, he was a young man. He's, he's, he's down the depth chart at running back. Um, he's a kid um, that, that has, has came in our program a few years back and has just paid his, paved, paid his ways. He's, he's done scout team. He's done uh, you know, special teams work. He's done all that. And he's just a fan favorite as far as his teammates go. And uh, for him to get an opportunity to touch the ball, get in the end zone, man, that's just that's just the icing on the cake for him. That's like his reward for all the hard work he's done. Um, that, that's a special moment. And then another moment was when, when Brock Funk got an extra point. And, you know, Brock's a, a local kid from Bryan, Arkansas. Uh, similar, similar story to Joey. I mean, he just – 
he, he, he works hard. He hits all the workouts. He works hard in the specialist room. And for him to run out there and knock down a, a, an extra point was definitely definitely something I was I was happy about. Warms my heart because those guys work so hard, and you love seeing those guys get on a, get on the stat line whenever whenever you get done with a Division One college football game. Well, here's the thing too. And I, again, we talked about your team playing clean and trying to play. I think playing to a standard is the thing, yeah, right? So your guys. You did clean up some things that were an issue. You, the, you know, the kicking game obviously yeah. was perfect the other night. All the extra points. I thought Gaster was great yeah. on kickoffs. I mean, he put half of his kickoffs yep. in the end zone. His leg had to be pretty tired by the time the game was over. He got plenty of them. Uh, but, I mean, just really good things all the way around. And, again, that's not measuring against your opponent. Yeah. That's measuring against yourself. Yeah, and that's something we put a premium on last week in practice. Was We, we did a lot of full-go stuff in, in practice and on special teams, specifically our field goal unit. We knew we had to improve that off of week one, getting two, uh, two blocks and you know, high snaps a couple times. So that was a premium. I thought our guys did a good job executing that. Or, you know, and, and it'd been easy to get lazy the other night. It really would have. When the game's in hand and it's late in the late in the half, second half, and uh, you could you could just go through the motions and not do your job. And I thought our guys did a great job doing their job and and really improving their craft, uh, considering the circumstances of that game. Well, obviously things ramp up a little bit this week against the number two team in the land, the gold standard in college football at the FCS level. North Dakota State hosting the Bears for the second time ever. It was a competitive game up there the last time during COVID. And a little different kind of situation this year with a lot more on the line. So we're going to talk about that as we continue on. We'll also talk to Darius Hale after the break a little bit later in the show. Jay Golday will join us. Much more ahead from walk-ons here in Conway tonight. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on Buzz 2 1067. Stay with us. a question or comment for the head bear send justin a message on twitter at justin acre seven now back to the nathan brown show presented by walk-ons sports bistro in conway 955 south amity road on the buzz radio network and off of the middle darius hale cuts it outside the five and into the end zone he goes cuts down darius hale all right, welcome back to the Nathan Brown Show here at Walk-Ons in Conway on Amity Road. Come out and join us uh, every Monday night. We'll be here through the season, except for the bye week. We'll be we'll be resting up, Coach, although I may come here and need anyway. Yeah. I love it. I love coming by here. So It's not a bad idea. No, I think it's a great idea. So um, you heard me not get too hyped there because uh, you guys were making it look so easy at yep. that point, and I was getting tired by then. I don't know what touchdown that was in the big scheme of things. You Let's seemed see. a little subdued there. Well, we had Pow Pow Butler. James, and then Darius scored his touchdown with 28 seconds left in the first quarter. I was wiped out by then, honestly, so I don't know how you guys felt about it, but Darius joining us now, and uh, Darius, that was obviously a game you guys expected to dominate. You guys went out and, and took care of your business. Coach talked about the focus this week. Sounded like you guys did a little bit of good on good, trying to set the mentality right. Paid off with a very, I thought, well-executed game plan the other yep. night. What uh, would you feel like going into that game, and how do you feel like you guys held up? Uh, Like Coach Brown said, we wanted to just make sure we executed the game, and that's what we did. In every phase, offense, defense, and special teams. How how crazy was it going from? And again, you went from Oklahoma State to that, and then you're going to go to obviously North Dakota State, which is the you know the gold standard in FCS football. Been kind of a wild first few games here, yeah. huh? 
Yeah, for sure. So what, what did you think of, of the situation there? I mean, how, how hard was it to focus once the game actually started rolling? You guys looked like you were just having a good time down there. Oh, uh, I mean, it wasn't hard. I mean, football is football. Whether it's a really good team or a team like that, we just play football. So we've been focused a lot. You and I talked in the preseason about how you guys were going to handle the three-headed monster. You've all gotten opportunities. And, you know, we go back to that drive, that scoring drive in the second half against Oklahoma State. All three of you guys made plays on that drive. You guys all three got opportunities in this game, limited, obviously, mm-hmm. because we pulled you guys out early. But um, but how do you think it's working so far as far as the balance with you guys? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty good. We, uh, we're we just really trying to focus on buying into each other because we know if, as long as we're all together and bought in, we're going to be a really good team. What's the what's the competition like, or what's the balance like in practice during the week? How do you guys push each other? Uh, I mean, uh, we don't, I mean, it's not really a push. We just all make sure we're doing the right thing, make sure we take care of our responsibilities. So you guys all have little different roles. I yeah. mean, would you say that? Mm-hmm. So I mean, how often will we see you guys maybe playing together as a group? Uh, I mean, don't give away the game. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm just gone. Coach, so you tell me. I mean, you, you, more you, and more, more yeah, and more. I yeah, mean, you have to. You know, if you look at the breakdown, and again, I know it's a little skewed because of, because of the second game, uh, just just them guys coming out early. But I think our I think our, our carry total right now is 15, 14, 14, or something like that on the season, uh, and and that's what you want. But but at the same time, it's like man, like you know. You love what Shunderick brings to the table because of his speed, quickness, and all that. But then you love how KP and, or Kylan James can, you know, he's so versatile. You can put him in a, in a bunch of different spots. And really, really, Darius has a combination of both of those guys. And so it's 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 really a unique scenario. And we've talked a lot going into the season. I mean, it, like Darius said, if those guys buy into each other, we can go we can go make a deep run at this. And I think the I think their teammates recognize that as well. Well, so far, so good. You've got five backs, Coach, uh, that are averaging over seven yards a carry right now. So I don't know how long that will continue, but hopefully it continues through this week. So, um, so last year, obviously, late in the season, you had the injury. Did anything lingering into the summer, or were you pretty healthy by the time summer rolled around? Uh, it was a lingering a little bit, but I got it all together, the trainers, and I did some extra work by myself, and I'm back good now. You 100%? Yep. How do you feel through two games physically? Oh, I feel good. My body feels good. I feel like I put on some extra muscle, so the big hits, they don't really face me no more. I'm kind of bringing more to the punch now. What are you weighing today? 235. Okay. And then what, like, Kylan and, and uh, Shaderic? Yeah, Kylan's 230. Yeah, about 230. Yeah, Kylan's 230, somewhere in there. And, and I would say Shaderic's 175. Yeah. Gotcha. Somewhere in that range. It's interesting. I talked to uh, Tony Dorsett today, the Hall of Famer mm. from uh, the Cowboys. And the thing that stood out to me about his career was he was such a tough guy. Like, he was agile. He was fast. Undersized at, like, 185. Yeah, how big is he? He was 183, okay. said, playing most of his years, wow. which is insane. He carried the ball 3,000 times in the NFL, which wow. is nuts. Wow. He had another, like, 400 catches, too. So, Ooh. I mean, just an insane career. Yeah. But we talked about, like, you know, you don't play healthy very often. As a running back, like, you got to play dinged up. How? What percentage of the time would you say you're 100%? Uh I'm not going to, not very often. Right. But, I mean, you got to just, I mean, that's your job. That's yeah. Man. You got to just be physical and tough it out. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about Will going into the season and, and hoping he would take that next step forward. The one thing I would say about him so far is he's been incredibly poised. What have you seen from him in practice and in the game so far? From this year, uh, compared to last year, he's just a leader now. Now he's very vocal. And, I mean, he's got everybody bought into him. So, he's definitely, his leadership has definitely carried the team. I think that's helped how he plays because he knows we're all going to just buy into what he's doing. Right. You just missed the last trip to North Dakota State. I know Will has been there. Has he talked to you guys a little bit about the experience? 
Oh, uh, no, he hasn't said much, actually. Okay. Well, he told me in preseason he was excited about it. Yeah. Are you guys excited about that game? Was that one yet circled? Oh, I'm, I'm on EKU. But, okay. yeah, this, this is another game I'm, I'm excited about. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You know, it's funny because we had uh, Coach Stewart up here last week. We talked about playing against these FBS teams and how a lot of teams will go in and beat themselves before you get there because you feel like it's such a Herculean right. task to pull it off. And I think for a lot of teams, going to North Dakota State's probably the same way. You guys don't seem to be intimidated by going up there knowing, again, being respectful of that program. I mean, they've been to all these championship games, won these championships. But you guys don't seem scared about it. How, how important is it to have the right mentality going into a place like that? I mean, if you go into the game and you're scared, intimidated, you're already beat. Like Coach Brown says, if you go in there intimidated by the, the Fargo Dome, then you're already beat Right before you even step on the field. And, well, and that was a challenge on Sunday night, right. and him and Jake can, can echo. One of my messages was, it's funny you say that, was exactly that. I think majority of teams that go to North Dakota State and play in the Fargo Dome are beat before they walk in there. Right. And it's just – it's the it's the history, it's the culture, it's the lure of it, it's all the above, um, and we talked about that. We're going to go in and we're going to swing. I can promise you that. Well, I don't care if it's North Dakota State or you want to look at Alabama. Obviously, this shines a little bit off the, the tide right now with Texas going over there and beating them last week, but I think you do have that aura that you cannot be beaten at home, and teams go in there thinking, man, this is going to be harder than just – but the bottom line is I checked it. They can only play 11 dudes at one time. Right. I'm sure of it, and you guys can too. Right. Uh, I like your 11 a whole lot. How about the offensive line? How do you feel like they've matched so far? I know you guys had an injury early with Fraser going down, but how, how has that been up front? I think they look good. I mean, I feel like every every week, or it's only been two weeks, but they're getting better and better. I think they're mesh and practice. They look good. I think the offensive line is really strong. You and I talked about this before, um, but I want to just for the listeners of the show, um, as far as, you know, when Shandera came in, your expectations and what you felt and how you were, you know, kind of came around to the idea of, you know, everybody having their role. I mean, because, again, a lot of people wouldn't be real excited about it, but obviously you guys have embraced this situation. Right. Yeah, we talked about it in the offseason, and we still talk about it now. And I just, I mean, I just know, like I said earlier, if we buy into each other, then we can go all the way. That's the thing. We've been talking about, uh, you know, a deep run. And, I mean, initially I was talking to a few guys who were talking about undefeated season, which they knew would be a tall order going to Oklahoma State, which, by the way, uh, may feel a little bit better after watching Ooh. what they did to Arizona State on the road yeah, last weekend. That's good. Um, but, uh you know, again, if you guys could handle your FCS business the rest of the way, it would be a remarkable season. This is an awfully difficult schedule when you look at it. Uh, it's, it's, is it hard to take it week by week? I wouldn't say so. Yeah. I wouldn't say so. So what's preparation been like this week comparatively to last week? Uh, I would say I've been really into film this week, really been watching a lot of film this week. Well, okay, so they play they play a four-man front, and their mm-hmm. second level is kind of loose off the ball from the, some of the stuff I was right. watching against yeah. Maine. Well, what stands out about what they do defensively? Uh, they just play behind their D-line. That's what it looks like. It seems like they expect their four to beat your five up front. So as long as we can handle them, I think we'll have a good game. Coach, put it in perspective for me. I mean, again, you don't want to make a, you know, a, 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 you know, a giant out of this thing. Yeah. But obviously this would be a, a program, a very significant win for the program, even in the regular season. What did I say on Sunday night? I mean, this is a program-type yeah. game. I mean, this is why these guys like Darius come to come to this school is to play in games like this. And, you know, in the Division One era, it, it would be as monumental of win as we would have ever had. And right. so, obviously, we still have to go and, and, and compete and do it and, and all those things. But but this is a this is the game that 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 can put UCA and make make people know that we're serious contenders. And I, and and not that we haven't in the last decade, but this would give us an opportunity to flex our muscle a little bit and prove, hey. We're a pretty good program, and we're someone to deal with. You have a handful of Division One wins. Would this be bigger, in your opinion, than the Division One wins that you've had so far? I don't think there's any doubt. 
I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, Western Kentucky was a great win, and, and the way they had a great season. Arkansas State was a big win because of circumstances. But, I mean, I would say this would be as big a win as any. Yep. Are you watching the NFL this weekend? Did you watch any games? Oh, uh, no. You didn't watch any? You're just watching your tape. That's right. I like the focus. <laughs> Who's your guy? Who's your guy in the NFL? Uh, well, it's usually Leonard Fournette, but, you know, he's okay. still a free agent, so I don't – I ain't really been watching too much. You, who's your team? I'm a Patriots fan. Oh, you are? LeGarrette Blount was my favorite running back okay. growing up, so I always watch the Patriots. How do you become a Patriots fan? Just because of him? Yeah. Okay. So you follow players more than teams? Right. You still you still follow the Patriots, though? Okay. I don't even know who's on their uh, – well, I guess they got Zeke this year. Yeah, yeah right? they, they do have Zeke. Zeke. They, they do have Zeke, Zeke. yeah. yeah. Uh, who you like in this game tonight? Ooh. Buffalo or the Jets? I'll go to uh, the Bills. Yeah. I use them on main. They're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, listen, uh, good luck this week. It's going to be exciting. I mean, no matter what comes out, I mean, it's a great opportunity and experience. I mean, they've got 18,000 packed in that dome. It's going to be wild. The last time we went, I mean, it was COVID, so there was only a handful of people in there. So it'll be pretty wild. I'm excited about the environment. It's a great opportunity for you guys. Good luck this week. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. We come back. Jake Golday. We're going to pull him away from his uh, food over there. And I hate to do it to him, Coach. <laughs> He's trying right. to keep his He'll weight up, right. but uh, we'll, we'll knock that out. He'll finish at some point. We'll take a break here. We're at walk-ons in Conway having some fun. Big week for the Bears. Going to take on the Bisons of North Dakota State. So we'll get into that when we come back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. McElvain with time over the middle, caught at the 10, immediately hit his butler, breaks out of it and into the end zone, he goes. 26 yards, touchdown again, Central Arkansas. Butler absorbing the contact, bouncing off the defender, spinning, and into the end zone he goes. What a play by Miles Butler. All right, welcome back to Walk-Ons here in Conway. The Nathan Brown Show continuing on 106.7 Buzz 2. And we don't have any defensive highlights for some reason. We didn't pick out any of the three interceptions. But our defensive player of the game was Jacobri and Eichelberger, Coach. And we've talked about the depth of defensive back. You guys were obviously short your safeties. I know, you know, you could have at least played one of them. Yeah, but I know yeah. you were trying to hold guys out to be uh, just precautionary. But uh, good to see the young guys making plays. And, and they didn't get it. Again, nobody got a ton of opportunities. Poor Jake only got one tackle. He wasn't in there for 10 minutes. But, you know, uh, you guys uh, you guys had a lot of dudes making plays in the back end. He only had one tackle in the Come on, man. But he had nine the uh, game before, so it's that's okay. Good. He's still the leading tackler. <laughs> no, I, I was proud. Again, a guy like Jacoby Knuckleburger, Ike, is what we call him. He, yeah. He, I mean, his upside is enormous, and and he's going to play a bigger and bigger role each week um, that that we that we go through the season. He had, he had moments in the Oklahoma State game. I mean, he he's 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 different. He's yeah. got a chance to be special for us, and he he played like it the other night throughout the uh, throughout the second quarter and third quarter. Well, let's talk to Jake here. Jake, welcome in. How are you? Great. 
Um, Jake is a man who has got a lot of upside. We're very excited about Jake's potential here. And I talked to uh, Coach Stewart, and he said that you've got the potential to be a professional football player. What do you think about when you hear that coming from your defensive coordinator? I mean, it's great to have. It's a great feeling to know that he has like faith in me to be able to play the next level because that's my dream. That's the dream to go play at the next level. And uh, I don't know. He had faith in me to move me to the starting linebacker spot from bandit position. So I don't know. It just it, feel, it makes me feel really good. Yeah, we talked in the preseason about not playing with your, you know, the hand in the dirt and standing up and that kind of thing. How's the transition been? How comfortable are you in through two weeks here? Uh, at this point, point, I'd say I'm really comfortable, uh, but uh, it, it was a huge difference. It w- went from rushing the passer pretty much, as, that's what I was, like, known to do, and then now I'm doing a little bit of everything, which is, I love it. Jake is a sophomore from Arlington, Tennessee, right? Yes, sir. What's what's Arlington like? Uh, it's is about, that a burb? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's about 20, 30 minutes outside of, Mem- like, downtown Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little suburban town. Uh, How big was your high school? Uh, it was 6A, so good size, pretty, pretty big school. Yes, Did sir. you play offense in, in high school too? Yes, sir. I played about every, all the special teams, offense, defense. I was in the entire game. What did you do on special teams? Uh, I was on nothing like I wasn't like the kicker or anything. I was just like on all of them. I got gotcha. you. Coverage units, things like yeah, that. Yes, you didn't sir. get to return the ball or anything. Uh, I did return the ball in one game. Okay, how'd that go? Uh, I was made to fair catch it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Unfortunately. Yeah. So let's talk about Oklahoma State. Let's go back a couple of weeks here. And, um, you know, one of the plays that stood out, obviously, was you rushing the passer that led to the interception on a fourth down play that stopped their first drive. What what did you see against them, and how did you feel you guys performed against the Power 5 team? So I knew on that play in particular, I knew a big play needed to happen because they were marching down the field. And that's all I was, I was, like, they were marching down the field. I was like, man, we need to turn this around, and we need to turn it around now. We get a big stop on third down, and then they try to go forward on fourth down. I'm like, here we go. This is where, like, I need to make a play. Right. And uh, tackle, and I went down, and I was playing defensive end that play. And uh, the tackle overset me, and I realized that immediately. Went inside, chopped his arm down, got to the quarterback, made him miss, or uh, deflected the ball, and then Demetrius picked it off. Explain overset. What does that mean? So he, uh, he like, I'm, like, stacked up pretty much right on top of him, and he took, like, three steps outside, so it left the inside wide open. Gotcha. You, got his, you worked his momentum against him. Yes, sir. I got gotcha. you. Okay. How do you feel like uh, the defense in general? Because I know David's sort of playing with a new position as well. Mm-hmm. Sounds like both of you guys are moving around quite a bit. Yes, sir. So good luck, quarterbacks. <laughs> um, but how, is it, how has it been with, the you know, the your position and then David moving around a little bit, some of the new pieces on the back end we talked about? How do you feel like things are going? Oh, I mean, I love it. I love our, what our defense is doing right now. Man, we looked amazing against Oklahoma State. You got two amazing, amazing ed, edge rushers. You got two interior guys that are dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then linebackers are looking good. And then I can't say enough about the safeties. Everybody looked great great against Oklahoma State. How about Coach Stewart? What do you like about him? Uh, how has it been with the transition for you? Oh, I love I love Coach Stewart. We we call him Coach Stacks. But, right. uh, yeah, he's a, he's a life giver. Like, he, he really, like, get, like gets into you, and he's not, like, always going to try to put you down. Obviously, when he needs to, he's going to, like, get into you and make sure that you know that you're doing wrong. But for the most part, he's, like, correcting you, coaching you up, telling you did a great job and things like that. So that's that's what I really like about Coach Dax. His favorite phrase is never be soft. What does that I, mean to you? I love that because that's kind of something I've always played with, like, growing up ever since a little kid. 
surprisingly enough, I'm pretty tall now, but I was always a young, a smaller guy in high school, and that was what I was known for doing is just running and hitting anybody. So, uh, and then as I got taller and bigger, it just made everything a lot better. So that's something I've always uh, liked to live by as well. Have you thought about, did you think about professional football before you got here? Yes, sir. Okay. So when did you think that became a goal? So I guess probably my, after my sophomore season in high school. I mean, it's always been the dream. Sure. But uh, it, like, really became like, wow, I can do this my sophomore year when I started getting interest from different colleges and such. And Coach Polk, Taylor Polk, he was here a couple years ago. He's who recruited me, and he did an amazing job. Like, and then immediately, like, I felt like, wow, I'm it. I'm the guy. Like, this is this is what I can do, and it yeah. gave me a confidence booster. And that that, in turn, out made me play a lot better. And that's probably when I realized that I can really do this. Well, it's amazing because I mean, again, you know, David's still pretty young in his career. You're very young in your career. Yeah. I mean, the upside, the ceiling, coach for these guys is, you know, through the roof. It's pretty remarkable. You've got a handful of guys that clearly have pro potential and i think about guys that made plays early in their careers and you know you got a few of them on that defense right now oh it's enormous and and you know one thing jake's got going in his favor he's six foot four 240 pounds um and 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 he's probably point a to point b david might have something to say with this (laughs) but probably from point a to point b our quickest guy on the defense and that's why he's having success early on at linebacker and so uh when you put that just physical god-given size along with just some of the instincts that he possesses um and i think playing all that all those positions in high school probably helped him i think he would i think he would lobby to me to throw him a fade ball at tight end too i mean he's been trying to do that for two years and i'm the idiot that don't do it so uh you know he's he's a special special athlete you ought to see him dunk a basketball i mean how tall are you six four six four yes okay Pretty, pretty impressive, huh? It's pretty impressive. So, uh, real quick before we get out of here on this segment, what uh, what are your thoughts going into North Dakota State this weekend? How do you feel about uh, what I consider to be a great opportunity for the program and for the for the individuals? You know, it's interesting because T-Bird was like, look, I know there's going to be pro scouts watching these games. This is a great chance to showcase your skills, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm just – only thing I can say about it is that I'm excited. I'm excited to go play the, what, number two team in the country right, right. now. So, I'm just excited to go sh- showcase, <laughs> showcase our talents and uh, – show what we can really do and shock shock the nation let's go go get yeah. them well good luck this week yes, sir. uh by the way i asked t-bird i said when did you start thinking about being in the nfl he said when i was five i was like <laughs> that sounds about right yep. does he's, not lack he, for confidence he does not lack for confidence no and i know he's looking forward to this one too i hope he's full go but uh, we'll talk more about that coming up and we'll dig in with our beef report coming up on the bison with uh, coach brown talking about the matchup this weekend it's a huge opportunity obviously lots of talent in green and gold but there's a heck of a lot of talent in purple and gray heading up there this week as well. We'll be back here at Walk-Ons after this. Stay with us. It's the Nathan Brown Show on Buzz 2 1067. Go purple, go gray, go UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, a great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. Hand off up the middle, Kylan James, straight up the gut, on his feet, inside the five, through a tackle, touchdown, Central Arkansas. 
All right, welcome back here to Walk On. Nathan Brown, Justin Aker here, and excited about uh, the week on tap for the Bears. Going north to Fargo, North Dakota for the second time in school history. This one will be a little more of a traditional trip after a COVID trip, Coach, that led to the first, I guess, should have been a sign of things to come, the first uh, Trey Lance interception. It's been all downhill for him ever since then, Coach. But um, going back to that game, what are your memories of the Dome? And obviously a little different environment with 18,000, you know, rabid fans packed in there. I'm excited about the tailgating. Yeah. Excited about the game environment. I mean, for your guys, it's going to be a cool opportunity. Yeah, I, did, I actually did an interview with a, a North Dakota radio uh, station this morning, and, and uh, I guess I didn't realize literally how small the crowd was. He said that the attendance of that game was like 350, and I guess it makes sense because it almost had like a scrimmage atmosphere. It was, right. It was qu- dead quiet. You're in a d- huge dome, and, you know, you can basically hear yourself breathe, and it was just different. You know, that was their only game that, that fall um, obviously, we played a full season, but just, you know, it, it was a great opportunity. One, you get to go measure yourself and your program against uh, one of the best, but but I just, I, it was one of those, again, the whole COVID year is like a fog in general. Sure. Um, so we're just, we're excited because, I mean, all you hear is about the atmosphere of the Fargo Dome, about the crowd, about, you know, the, the, the fans and their passion for that program. And so not only is the game going to be exciting and obviously two great teams, in my opinion, going head to head, but... But I think the overall atmosphere, the, the the town of Fargo, is going to be bumping. I mean, there's just a lot of things that um, that you look forward to. That's going to be a really, really neat college atmosphere on Saturday. So, uh, I, without getting into too many details or violating HIPAA laws, I mean, what, what's your expectation as far as personnel goes? I know Christian Weaver yeah. was dinged up, and your safeties have been, you know, under 100. Um, percent By the way, you know, I think Trey Green. There's another guy we haven't talked about much, but he's making some plays. Man, he, he laid a lick the other night. Trey's playing really fast right now. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, you talk about in, in, in those two guys that I just talked that we talked to, Jake and and Darius, should probably tell you the same thing. Unequivocally, the the most solid guy on our football team is Trey Green, and, and his play on the field is 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 obviously echoing that. But but yeah, we're we're sitting in good shape. We were able to rest some guys this weekend. Uh, you know, Cameron Godfrey could have went this weekend. He's good to go. Uh, we Jordan Owens is going to be good to go. We sat him. He probably could have went at tight end. Uh, we feel good about T-Bird. We feel good about Tamari and Wilson. Um, you know, he, he he practiced Sunday night non-contact, um, still trying to protect him a little bit. But, man, T-Bird's a tough, tough kid. I don't think he's going to miss this. I think you would have to li- literally leave him here for him not to play. Um, so I feel good about him. Uh, Christian Richmond did have surgery on his finger. He will be, and this is amazing to say, uh, but he's questionable. Uh, he is he, isn't, uh, he wants to play. He is projecting to play himself. Now, whether that happens, we'll see. Um, but what's amazing is is he was out there uh, with his finger buddy taped up on Sunday night catching balls. I mean, and he, I mean, he still got stitched. I mean, uh, so you talk about a tough kid. So we feel like we're in a good shape as far as health goes, obviously, minus Frazier. Um, in his situation, he had, a, he had a successful surgery last Friday. He's doing good spirits, doing great. Um, but, you know, everybody's dinged up, at, you know, going into week three, you know, across the country. And, um, you know, we feel like we're going to be in a good good spot. And whoever – look, we've, we've recruited well, and whoever has to play has to play. We're going to go win, try to win the game. Uh, from a kick return standpoint, you know, you had Shinderick back there the other day, and I don't know what your plans are with Christian Richmond. Obviously, we know how dynamic Shinderick is, though, so I'm assuming not a lot of drop-off there. The good news is you didn't have to return any kicks really the other night. So that was a, that was a nice uh, little gift you guys got there. But what's the plan going forward with that? That's a pretty good consolation prize at kicker if Christian can't go is yeah. Shun Derek Powell. So uh, we feel good about Shun Derek. 
Um, we've got a couple other guys that, that will we'll stick back there if need be. Manny Smith's one, young young receiver out of Conway, and then Cam Robinson, receiver out of Whitehall. Both of those guys have great returnability. Um, you know, and, and, and I feel comfortable with Sean Derrick back there. He returned to kicks uh, in, in, at his prior school a couple couple times. But, um, look, I got, we've got, we need him to touch the ball as many times as he can. If we can add some kickoff returns to that, that's a, that's a good thing. What's your feeling going into this game? I mean, again, the players is one thing, and I think for coaches, again, you guys know the history. You know what these guys have done. How do you feel going into this one? I'm confident. I am. I mean, we've watched them on film. They're really, really good. Uh, matter of fact, they're special. I mean, they, they, and, and if I was to compare apples to apples, um, probably, and I'm not trying to knock any anything from the team in Stillwater at Oklahoma State, but probably will be the best team we play uh, top to bottom all year. Um but I'm confident, and I feel like our team is ready for this. I feel like uh, this is those games you dream about. This is going to be about uh, uh, who's going to be more physical. Um, this is a old-school football, you know, like like they used to play in the Dick Butkus days. I mean, right. it's going to be about the most physical team, who comes to play, who doesn't turn down the physicality of the game, uh, who makes the least amount of mistakes. Um, obviously, you know, we're behind the eight ball a little bit, being on the road. Um, but, look, I like playing on the road. Less distractions. Our guys can come together. You get to play in a big-time atmosphere. That's going to add an element to our excitement. Um, it's, it's, it's just one of those games you dream about coaching in. And, and look, I'm, I'm not going to put any more pressure on our guys than it needs to be. The, the game itself is going to put pressure on our guys. Um, I'm just going to speak truth to them. If we play the way we can play, man for man, talent for talent, I feel like we match up really well against them. And that's just my opinion. And I may have a different opinion this time yeah. next week. Um, but but if we play clean football and don't hurt ourselves and put ourselves uh, in a position, uh, good position uh, on offense, defense, and special teams, and we just play the game the way it's supposed to be played, I feel good about it. Well, that's one thing your team has done is taking care of the ball, and especially Will McIlvain, the way he's played, Coach. I know he is double juice for this game. He's played yeah. in the dome before. He knows what he's getting into. He's played these guys a couple of times, and I know he's excited to go face them again. Well, I know Darius had said that he and maybe player to player they haven't talked a lot about it. And that's good. I don't want to. I want them to worry about the task at hand. But Will and I had a good conversation yesterday uh, in in the office, just talking about his experience in the Fargo Dome. The, you know the crowd noise. You know the way that way it's set up. You know a lot of those things. And I thought I thought he gave me some great insight into what he's seen and what he's been a part of. He's played them twice. Uh, he started against them twice, uh, but one of those had been in the Fargo Dome. So right. it's like, man, how loud was it? Was it, how's it compared to Oklahoma State? You know, a lot of those things. So um, some some great, great, great prior knowledge on Will's end uh, that I think will probably bode well for us yeah. when it's all said and done. Well, the good news is he played him in a dome twice because he plays in a dome at home when he was at UNI too. <laughs> yeah, so they, he, yeah. he knows what that environment's yeah, about. No doubt, no uh, doubt. Uh, let me ask you about the UAC, and I think, if truth be told, if I privately polled the coaches in the league, they'd love to see you guys go up there and win that I game. So. It's great for the league. Uh, we had our first UAC game, and, and congratulations to Tarleton State. Yeah. They win the official Big first UAC matchup. High-scoring affair with North Alabama. Uh, West Georgia's coming in the league, Coach. Yeah. An old rival of yours. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on that this week? Well, I think if you look at the first two weeks and you look at what the UAC's done, it's been pretty impressive. I mean, you've had not not just the way we played against Oklahoma State, but you say, saw the way Southern Utah played against Arizona State. You saw the way Eastern Kentucky played against Kentucky this past week in right. Austin P at Tennessee. I mean, there's been some really, really good matchups. And then on top of that, we've had some good FCS to FCS wins as far as a conference goes. So um, I think the UAC's in great hands. Obviously, adding West Georgia, I think that's a, a, a great opportunity for our conference to get in the media market of Georgia. You know, that's a good recruiting bed. And when you have a familiar opponent, sometimes that allows you to get in that state more and more. Um, so I think West Georgia is a great ad. Their facilities are great. They've got a, they've got a great enrollment there. They're about the same 
same size as us, maybe a little bigger than UCA. Um, so I think the I think the UAC is in great hands. We just got to keep pressing forward and winning games, and and winning games like this for the UAC is big for UCA. Look, go beat go beat North Dakota State, and that's putting the UAC, the United Athletic Conference, on the map. Yeah, it definitely will raise the profile without a doubt. Well, we're going to get into our beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council on the other side. All about the Bison on the other side of the break. And we've got the two-minute drill coming up with Coach. Plenty of pressure coming up on Saturday, but nothing like what he's going to face here in a minute. So get ready. We'll be back and wrap things up here from Walk-Ons. It's the Nathan Brown Show on a lovely Monday. Monday Night Football, first big game of the year. And rough start for the New York Jets. Dear Lord, Aaron Rodgers down with an injury. Holy cow. We'll be back in a moment. Broadway again, this time right up the middle through a couple of defenders. Keeps his feet into the end zone. Touchdown, Isaiah Broadway. And the young star showing his talents off there on that drive. And We're talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. He'll hand it off again, this time outside on the right side and right at the pylon. Touchdown, Central Arkansas. Handoff on the right side. Don't have a 26 on my roster. Number 26 tonight is LaJoey Jones Jr. Running back, 5'8", 175 out of Mobile, Alabama, Sylvan Hills High School. He was the one who carried it in for the touchdown. Thank you, Chris Kane. Died in my pickup. That's why he is the color analyst of the year. Steve-O was feeding his names from the sideline, too. So tip of the cap to my sideline reporter extraordinaire, Steve Owens, with the uh, pickup there on LaJoey. So... Yeah, we were uh, we were scrambling, Coach. I mean, not very often, and never is our job nearly as hard as yours. But Saturday, it was you're pushing it. Ninety players. I mean, come on. And I think we played a quarterback wearing what number? I don't know. Eighty six. I lost. <laughs> you had a quarterback wearing eighty six. Give me a, give me a break here. What happened? Well, I mean, look, because one is he plays quarterback. Cooper Wilcox from Greenbrier High School, uh, going to be a great player. Uh, great athlete, but he's but he's earned that he earned a roster spot basically on special teams because of how good an athlete he was. He still works out at quarterback, does all those things, but just the way the number count was, it's like man, this kid's good enough to travel. This kid's good enough to be on the depth chart. Well, we gave we you know he earned his he earned his stripes on special teams, and uh, obviously getting 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 his opportunity getting down the depth chart at quarterback, we were going to take advantage of that. So you, you don't see that every day. We had a corner play that wore, wore fifty one at one point the other night. Uh, you just don't see that very often, but I was glad to get those guys in. Hey, uh, again, we, we've already alluded to it, but I want to tip my cap to, to Gasaway, Coach, and the job he did. And he did such a good job yeah. on the punt snaps in week one, but just a little bit of a miscommunication there on the kick snaps. Uh, but he cleaned everything up. I thought he was phenomenal this week. Yeah, I was proud of Kyle. Kyle's got great pop time. As a matter of fact, he's he can, he can snap it back there about as fast as anybody we've had. Uh, just accuracy was issued week one on his field goal snaps. So we worked hard on it. I mean, no one's going to work harder than that kid. I think anybody would tell you that. He's, he's, he's intentional with his work ethic, and uh, he's going to continue to get better as he gets uh, gets more and more opportunities. All right, beef report courtesy of the Arkansas Beef Council. Coach, next up, nobody needs any help on this one. Number two in the country, North Dakota State in Fargo, 2.30 on Saturday. 
nine titles in 12 years, and they threw in a runner-up last year just for fun. Their coach, Matt Entz, has picked up, and it's funny because it doesn't matter who the head man yeah, is because this is the third guy in a row guys. Yep, that's been rolling with it. Um, they have uh, averaged seven yards per rush. They've allowed just under three and a half yards per carry. What do you see as the key to the game in the matchup with these guys? Well, that's the name of the game for them is is, is they're going to run the football. You know, I think, I think you know, one goal on defense for us is to try to get them out of their big tight end sets. That's where they're – that's where they play their game. They want to be in what we call 13 or 12 personnel where they've got two or three tight ends on the game. If we can get them in 11 personnel or 10 personnel, uh, then that's going to bode well for us, um, and, and that's big. So you've got to win on first down. You've got to win on second down. You've got to put them in third and long situations. You've got to capitalize on offense, put them down a score, put them down two possessions. Uh, that's going to get them out of their rhythm. And then I think on, on offense – we have got to weather the crowd first. We've got, we've got. To, I thought we did a good job of that at Oklahoma State uh, for the most part, but it's going to be loud. Communication is going to be a premium. Uh, we're going. We, and, and, and look, I, once again, and this is going to sound like a coach answer, but we've got to put our offense in third and short situations. We can't be in third and long situations to expect to beat North Dakota State uh, throughout four quarters. So that you know, getting them out of getting them out of that twelve and thirteen personnel stuff, but also on the on the other side of it offensively having great first and second down possessions for so, us. So their leading rusher in game one is Cole Payton. He's a quarterback. This is a quarterback. He's not their starter. I guess he's playing some running back for them. Um, is he lined up as a quarterback when he's in there running it? Yeah, he does. He okay. does. And he's and he's a great player. I mean, he's he's to me is a wild card for the game because he's so physical. Uh, but I've been really impressed with their starting quarterback. That kid, I'll tell you what, he it's, it's like an, another year, same song, different dance. Uh, you know, they always have a great quarterback. I mean, you Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, Easton Stick. I mean, those three guys are in the NFL right now. Uh, and, 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 and the guy they've got behind the center right now is no different. He's not as big physically as those kids were um, or those guys were. But, but, but again, he can really run the football. They're going to put him in situations to get him on the edge. Uh, we've got to keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball. And I think if we can do that, you'll see us have some success. Yeah, Cam Miller, as the, the quarterback coach is alluding to, started all the games last year as part of that national runner-up performance. He is with us their second leading rusher last week, too, yep. and he's throwing at a 74% clip if you need him with uh, a couple of touchdowns and no picks. He hadn't had to do a lot. I'd like to see you guys force them to have to throw the football and play a little catch-up. That'd well, be fun. yeah, and getting them in 11 personnel, 10 personnel is going to do that. I mean, if you keep, if you let them play their game, they're going they're, – look, this – they're averaging seven yards of carry, over seven yards of carry. I mean, they're good at what they do, but they're going to just keep moving the chains. That's their game, and then they're going to bust one for 30 or 40 yards because they're so consistent with what they do. Their offensive line is physical. They, they, they got physical tight ends, and they it doesn't matter who's at running back. Those kids run hard. They're really good football players. Uh, Cole Payton, by the way, averaging 14.7 yards of carry. Uh, so that's encouraging. Yeah, need to hold that down a little bit. So, although, like we said, you got plenty of guys carrying for a whole bunch of yards too. All right, two minute drill, coach. Here we go. Uh, favorite comedian, all time or now? I don't care either one. Oh man, I, I tell you what, I, the show I liked. It's not necessarily one comedian. Was whose line is it anyway? Okay, you like or, that? Whoever, whoever like those that. group group yep. of guys are, they're they're really good. That's a good show. That's impressive. No, I take some talent. That's a good show. Uh, one dead coach or player you'd like to meet. Oh wow! If you can bring him back, well, I mean, I think in college football you'd love to meet Bear Bryant. Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of history and tons of stories uh, about some of the things he did. It'd be neat to pick his brain. How about celebrity? A celebrity that's that's passed on. Uh, well, I mean, this isn't really a celebrity. Um, he's more of an athlete celebrity, but Kobe Bryant. That's great. I mean, Good he's, I'm a I'm a mama guy. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, when I say tough player, I was telling you I got to hang out with one of the all time tough guys today. 
Tony, and Tony Dorsett. Dorsett. Yep. When I say tough guy to you Man. in the world of football, who, who comes to mind? Tom Brady. How about on your team right now? Who's uh, the, yeah. who's the guy that me think of first? Man, I, Logan Jessup. Kid never kid never misses a rep of practice. Never missed a game. Uh, he's a warrior. Uh, he's going to play dinged up, and he's going to play at a high level. Coach, uh, under the weather doesn't matter. I don't care when. What's your favorite comfort food? What do you turn into in a time of need? Uh, probably. I wouldn't say it's a food. It's more of a snack. I, I, I love chips, like okay. any kind of chips. So Doritos, Lay's, I, I, that's something like people say you t- take away carbs. I'd struggle with that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like chips. Are you a dipper? Are you a sour cream dip, oh, cheese dip? Cheese okay. dip, sour cream, French onion dip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm all the above. I'm with it. Um, if you had to give up cake, cookies, or pie, what would it be? Cake, cookies, or pie? Probably cake. Okay. Yeah. I like, I, I'm, I'm popping. I definitely wouldn't give up cookies. What's your go-to cookie? Ooh, man! I tell you what, Great American Cookie Sugar Cookie is hard to beat. Okay, Great American Cookie. Yeah, sometimes basic works. I mean, now I like chocolate chip. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously. you know that's peanut butter cookies are good. Uh, Coach, I appreciate the time tonight. Obviously, lots of fun. Looking forward to this week. Big opportunity for the Bears. North Dakota State games at two thirty. That means our pregame starts at one thirty on the UCA Radio Network. We will be back here to recap it, and uh, if the Bears could pull off. The victory on the road here. I expect to see a big, big crowd here next week. Let's go. Uh, but you know what? I'd like to see a big crowd here either way. And then you get to back on the stripes for a week. That'll yeah, be nice. that'd be nice. Be home, op- uh, home uh, conference opener. Coach, safe travels. Appreciate you. We'll uh, join you next week here at Walk-Ons. That is Nathan Brown. I'm Justin Acri. Appreciate Todd Pierce back in the studio. We'll join you next week for the Nathan Brown Show on Buzz 2, 106.7. Good night, everybody. The Nathan Brown Show has been presented live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway and brought to you in part by Moik's RV, Fairfield Inn & Suites, HD Roofing & Construction, Highland Dairy, and La Quinta Inn & Suites Conway.